yeah, basically a demolition site. I know. I, I need to start soon. This is like all adding up slowly. Because <laughs> like, like, like we have our planning permissions come through. So Good then, news. Which is great. Everything then, legal. Good. Yeah. And then we ha- I had some quotes from builders and plumbers and stuff. Um, Has that window guy come around again offering you business again no, and again and again? <laughs> Not since I shouted. So we, it's it's like getting there to places like, okay, this is what I think needs to happen. But then you do realise, like, man, my life for like a year is going to be mainly building the house, um, which would be fun. But Such same time, when you want to do things man. like this or you want to, like, socialise, yeah. it becomes a bit worrying. But, but you get to have a massive metal rod that you jam on the ground and it's great. It'd be very fun. And the house would be large, which would be great. But what I'm thinking is that we basically just move all this to your house and then we come around yours every week and do it. Because this room will be a construction site, which is why yeah. it looks so bad. If, if people are wondering, wow, this is messy and a terrible colour to our left-hand side, that's because that is going to be like just knocked down, basically. That's almost Raven's purple. How dare you say that? Yeah, well, it's more Ron Burgundy Burgundy. No, it's, 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 no, it's between Burgundy and purple. I'm basically, my wife says I'm colourblind, but I deny it. <laughs> but this green carpet and purple wall. Yeah, the green and purple. Mate, it's shocking. Not so great. But um, it's not our choice. Basically, this has all been demolished. So, so yeah. So at one point, we all have to work out what we're going to do. Yeah, hopefully I move before the time you have to come to mine because my Wi-Fi literally runs at like one and a half megabytes. Are you trying to move again, are you? Sorry. Yeah, Just potentially. Just frustrating. Just because it's very slow and mm. it's okay, but... Like, it's also expensive to live in by myself. Yeah, definitely. And so, moving somewhere, two, three-bed place, find people. Someone's not leaving the city, that's fine by me. So, this is episode four. Episode right? four, the fourth episode one. Episode four of yeah. An Englishman's NFL Podcast. A New Hope. Which becomes, oh, no, I tried to watch the films of Lewis. I gave you the DVDs back because yeah. he wasn't up for it. I know. He's, we watched the first swine. one, and if I'm being honest, it was tough to watch again. It was great that, <laughs> what, like... Phantom when, Menace? yeah. And he, I lost him then. And I think I lost myself again, you know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, we have social media at last. Uh, we have Twitter and Instagram. At Although last. we haven't really started hitting off at Instagram. No. That's Ian fine. stares at me. <laughs> hey, it's your responsibility. No, it's fine. It's one of them things where I'm like, I don't know what sort of images we post other than us sitting around here. We'll, we'll find a way to manage it. But we are, that, on but we are active on Twitter. Active. Find us at Englishman's NFL. No apostrophe, because... You don't put apostrophes in Twitter handles. Come on. But Englishman's NFL is where you'll find us. Um, and it's yeah, been right. about some of, people, lots of things. Some people have been jumping on already. A little bit finding of us somehow. Um, and uh, yeah, we just do, do channel chat. And some of the stuff we can talk about later on relate to the Twitter and how you're going to get hold of us to talk about fancy, blah, blah, blah. Um, this podcast is available on iTunes and Google. Is it called Google Podcasts? Probably. Android users, me. Basically, <laughs> it's on FN. Spotify, <clears throat> Stitcher. Some sort of Google thing. Um, and this video of this show, because it's also videoed in a very basic way in my dining room, is on YouTube. Uh, you just need to search Ian Haskell. And subscribe. Be a friend. Yeah. How nice. I'm nearly at 100, Ben. That's impressive. And my I'm fan- proud of I did you. a video which was about uh, my, uh, my draft board for the fancy, and it's doing quite well. In, re- in relations to a man who had 95 <laughs> subscribers on YouTube. Uh, it's good fun, though. I actually enjoy doing it. Um, no learning of Lewis today. No Lewis in general. Um, it's his birthday. He is so he's slacking. 48 years old. Wow. I keep that is an old cycle. man. He is very old. He's older than both of us. Uh, but it's his birthday, so happy birthday, Lewis. Um, you know, your commitment is saddening to both of us. Yeah. I mean, the one concession I will make is he's not actually 48. He's another age. 
How old would he be? Like 30, I don't say? know. 30. He is an age that is older than both in He's 31. I believe he's 31 because I think I went to his 30th birthday last year. Great. He's don't 31. Don't to the show, hopefully. Um, but that's the only nice thing we'll say about him today is he's not 48 because he's not here. Uh, so, <laughs> and he wrote down some things last week which were our differences so say for example something about the Dolphins like an over under of seven wins yeah which I listened to a podcast and somebody else said that they'll get they'll be eight and eight potentially on around the NFL who are you know I take a lot of what they say for you know fact uh, so I got a bit excited great there. anyway so we're trying to work out basically where we write these down or where we document them because a piece of paper with Lewis you know that could go anywhere he's not even here you know um, so do you have any ideas where or what we could do? We could um, probably just write them on the wall because this is being knocked where down. Where is your chalkboard? There might be... Yeah, it's true. I have chalkboard for the videos. Chalkboard. There you go. This okay. is from my uh, defensive video on YouTube. Um, so going into our... Cho- that's housekeeping. Going into the chosen Good. 22, Ben. Yes, um, players. We have a list of players, which I'm not going to go through again. Um, I'll do it maybe next week's show. But Yeah, because we move on to defensive line next week, but we can do a bigger recap next week of who we've got. So chosen 22 is a team we sort of pick which... Is kind of a not a dream team in such that all the best players in the league, but players we like, um, and also some really good players. We're building a fictional starting roster, yeah, um, that may or may not change each week based on performances, and so effectively it's charting what would you know be comparable to a Pro Bowl team yeah. in our minds. Yeah, but you're not going to just have like Rogers, Beckham, blah blah blah, because in our heads there's, there is kind of a chemistry work. and it's kind of a salary cap. In my head, I'm thinking. This makes sense to have this player because he doesn't get paid a lot right now because he's in this sort of contract. Great. Mm. I'm, I'm a little bit weird like that. I used to play a lot of manager <laughs> games when I was a kid. Uh, so today we're doing cornerback safety and defensive line times one. Okay, so all of them, just one player from them positions. Um, my first one, there's no uh, negotiation today, by the way. These are mine. Also, quick note, we're going with a 3-4 defense. Yes, good then. Because Ian loves, number one, the Ravens, who do 3-4, and number two, he loves linebackers. True. Because the Ravens have lots of good linebackers. Well, yeah. Well, we have good outside linebackers. Outside pass rushes. But we're going 3-4, so it means that we'd have three defensive linemen up front. So one at the center is a nose tackle, two on either side of him, and then four linebackers, two of which kind of traditionally act as pass rushers, two to kind of stop the run. And if we want to change some things up, we might throw to nickel or we, we might go 4-3 yeah. in season. We might change we, games. Our team is, you know, they're flexible. We're not Greg Williams. We're not going to stick to one thing and post a, a safety 25 yards away from the line of scrimmage. Or shout at innocent men for no reason. Okay, no. so my quarterback is uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Um, he's 22. I love that man. Oh my goodness. He's, yeah, the more you read about him, the more... He was amazing. Got. He's coming into his second season this year. Um, just a quick thing here. In 13 games in his rookie season, yeah, he had 18 passes defended and five interceptions, okay? That's good. Jalen Ramsey's great, yeah? Yes. Yeah. So if you compare his rookie season to Marshall Lattimore's, um, Ramsey, um, out of 14 games... Yeah. No, out of 16 games, sorry, had okay. 14 pass defended and two interceptions. Uh, and then if you actually compare it to Ramsey's second season where he played 16 games, he had 17 passes defended and four interceptions again yeah. that's up against 18 pass defended and five interceptions for Lattimore so both seasons he's outplayed um, Jalen Ramsey yeah uh, and, Ra- and Ramsey's literally spoke about like he is Jesus coming back <laughs> <laughs> back to save us all it does my head in a little bit I, he's slightly he's slightly he's on a little list of mine where it's slightly starting to annoy me because people I, love I, him I, they I love him so look. much and he is really good at football but his attitude's not been good recently and it's start, starting to bug me I would love to know who else makes that list, but that's well, another I'm time. sure they'll come up, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, going into free safety, because we had a strong safety last week. Keanu Neal. Uh, and this week's free safety is going to be Kevin Bayard. 
Ooh, by Titans. Yep. He's 25 years old. Um, basically, he led the league with eight inceptions and had the most passes defended out of four safeties, which is 24. What a guy. So I said a couple of weeks ago, which I nicely cut out the show, that Eric Weddle had the most inceptions. And then I went and searched it when I said it. You were wrong. When I was editing, I was like, oh, I'm wrong. Um, but this guy did. Um, and I, I like the Titans. So I don't know why. It's a kind of an unreasonable love because they haven't really done, <laughs> been great to me. But Classic I do like them. Mm. Still don't quite understand how they got to the playoffs last year because it felt like they were bad for most of the year. Yes. They must have just scraped by and a lot of close wins. The AFC really does need to like just be, be better. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so defensive tackle, this is a bit of a, you know, this is definitely a homer pick. I'm so sorry. Um, but it's Here a good story. Michael Pierce. <laughs> you <laughs> Everyone, love Michael Pierce. Everyone's like, who the heck is he even as this guy? I'll tell you what, he's a big chunk of a man. He's huge. Um, he's an undrafted rookie, uh, plays for the Ravens. I'm sorry. Um, and he's making some noise in Baltimore as well. Basically, this guy, he's got great stories. Anyone who's undrafted, um, you know, they're going to have a great story. But the Ravens, basically, every year, make sure they have one undrafted rookie on their roster. When I say make sure, it's been a coincidence, but it's, it is something they try and strive for. PFF have him graded as their 11th ranked interior defender in the wow. NFL, um, which is That's pretty impressive. Good. For an undrafted guy. Yeah, plays nose tackle for the Ravens. Um, so they've pushed Brandon Williams to the right-hand side. This Michael Pierce doing that well. Williams on the huge contract as well. Um, but Pierce through the off-season being a Ravens fan, follow him on Instagram, Twitter, has been working out, working out, working out. So that was Lattimore, Bayard and Pierce, yeah? Yes. Sweet. So we only have like a it. few more positions in the middle. Okay, so fancy. Yes. Ben. It's probably it's good why we're here. here, if I'm being honest, because this is just going to be, he'd just be sat there like, I don't, he, he never would. knows what's going on, but with the fancy, it's going to be even worse. Yeah. Um, I love it. So Let's just go. give us some exclamations of, so we're in a league. Yes. Give us some exclamations. Tell us, tell us what it's all about. Um, so this is a league of other um, UK-based NFL fans, so some podcasters, some bloggers, some guys who run their own websites and stuff. Um, and it's been really fun to kind of get involved in that little community. It's been yeah, great. It's been brilliant, yeah. Um, good fun. We're in a league with them. Um, it's a 20-team league, so it's massive. Um, and At first, we were both like, awesome, we've always wanted a deep league. Like, our league isn't deep, our, one of our mates. Yeah. And then we thought, this is going to be fantastic. <laughs> Carry on. Six yeah. days into the draft. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we, because obviously it's a bunch of different guys who um, all have different jobs and all this different stuff, we couldn't necessarily all get together at one time and draft. And so we're doing what's called a slow draft. So you do you have like a set, a longer time limit. So in a normal draft, you have what? A minute, 90 seconds, two yeah. minutes to do a pick. In this draft, you started off with 12 hours. I think we brought it down to four now um, with like a relax, where that doesn't count between like 11 at night and eight in the morning. So yeah. you can actually sleep. Um, but 20 teams, 15 rounds, so we're going to draft 300 players in total, which already puts you at a very, very thin waiver wire. Um, and um, it's it's been an adventure. <laughs> it's, it was good. When we first started, and I still feel like this, but when we first started, it was awesome. Um, instantly, you felt the slow draft, which was like yeah. painful, um, especially as me and you were just quite, especially the times, we're co-owning a team, by the way. Yes, running so we're like team. every yeah. before we get to our draft, we're texting our picks. Sorry, we're texting and working out who we're going to get. But obviously, some people are working, which is fine. We understand that. But it is then tough when it's not your when when we're off the turn, the quick turn. It feels like days. Yeah. So we we were what, drafting fifth or sixth. Sixth. Yeah. Um, no, I think it was. I think it's, it was fifth. One hundred percent sixth. Great. You fantastic. remember you're just drafting fifth in every other league. <laughs> yes, fantastic. 
Um, <laughs> that's incredible. But yes, yeah, so we, we pick sixth. So we've got when it comes round, when it comes back round to us, it's sixth. Going back to pick one and then back round to six is relatively that's quick. Good, yeah. But then outside of that, you go the other the other turn is you wait from six all the way to twenty and then all the way back down to six, and it's such a long wait in a in a slow draft like this. And then players just um, disappearing, like and all of the players that you're thinking could be late round values are going. Well, when your second pick is was at thirty four picks in yeah our second pick was pick 34 which is yeah madness <laughs> so you sec- so our second player is like yeah, they're, they're good but they're not like so if if our second pick is 34 overall you go by adp and assuming that everybody drafts by adp which they definitely didn't mm-hmm. um that wouldn't put <laughs> definitely it, if, if we if we chose a wide receiver or a tight end or whoever as our first pick um we'd be looking at alex collins as rb1 which isn't awful but it's not amazing. No. Um, and then, what, you're looking at 10, 10 picks, I think, after that for the turn. And so then you're choosing, um, if you go running back again from 34, 44 to 46, you're looking at Lamar Miller and Royce Freeman. I mean, we do have Lamar Miller on our team, but at the same time, I think that we just wanted to wanted higher upside players. <laughs> um, and we didn't want to have to wait however many picks to pick an RB1 when we could have won in the first round. Did we take Jones second? Yes, and then took Lamar Miller back on the turn. Wow. He fell to us, which was nice. Yeah, it's good. It'd be good when, like, the waivers will not exist. There will not be a waivers. No. Like, there might be a player which comes from left field, a bit like Alex Collins last year for Ravens. No one would have drafted that guy. Um, not that deep, I don't think. Not with 300 players already being drafted. No. So Because we're already down... Not, you're not, I don't think you're going to get that level of breakout with 300 players being drafted. But Alex Collins did not exist like in people's minds last year. And then he got he got dropped by the Seahawks. Ravens picked him up. Put him, and yeah, I mean, him in but we look at the running backs on there now. It's Darren Sproles. It's Jonathan Williams. Yeah. Like, again, these players, from a fantasy perspective, don't exist. I mean, Jonathan Williams is slightly different because yeah. he looks to be w- yeah. who Mark Ingram would have been for the first four weeks of the season whilst Ingram suspended. So maybe... Yeah. I'd but, just be surprised if there's a few players that don't come up from just no one being aware of them at all. And they'll be on the waiver wire. So that'll be where it, it has some activity. But that's literally two or three players a year, maximum. Yeah, um, in the 20-team league, you've got to be incredibly lucky for your, yeah. that waiver claim to not be claimed by anybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah to be number one that week. Um, so it's been an adventure. And parts of it have been fun. Um, if we talk through our team in a minute, um, we took Philip Rivers as our quarterback. Um, we got him, I think, in round... Six or seven, yeah. Um, which again, you, you look at a 20 team league that's 120, 140 picks into the draft, so it's decent value. Um, we've got Leonard Fournette, um, Kerry on Johnson, Lamar Miller as our running backs right now. Um, we've got Marvin Jones as wide receiver one, Kenny Stills at wide receiver two. Um, and on the bench, we've got Paul Richardson and John Brown as the other two wide receivers. I feel great about wide receivers, yeah. Well, and we were we're blessed this year that wide receiver depth is pretty great. Yeah. Um, and there, there are still some players on the board who could return value, um, but obviously we're into round what twelve, thirteen now, so that that's thinning out a bit. But Marvin Jones, Kenny Stills, OJ Howard at tight end, um, Ravens DST we picked up um, is probably the fourth or fifth DST off the board. We I got think, decent value out of that. People, yeah, we had people and we were had taking, to move because they were going to start moving. Yeah, I think gonna, it was probably more like seventh or eighth because yeah, might have been even deep, in the second round. even deeper, and they played the Bills. Uh, week one, which I don't know if you saw um, the Bills against uh, the Bengals yeah. preseason game. Um, 
the Bills' offensive line is horrendous, which makes me very nervous about the fact we've got Josh Allen as our QB2. But <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> we don't was, need to blame He was the only starter left after. If we didn't take Allen, we're looking at people like Baker Mayfield and Josh McCown. If Philip Rivers gets injured, I'm deleting the app. <laughs> yeah if, honestly if like Rivers... we'll be screwed there's no other quarterbacks on the list anymore literally we like Baker Mayfield and everyone's getting picked like we would be screwed we'd be so dead because if Philip Rivers does what people at the Chargers do and tears his ACL at some point okay. in the season we're yeah. relying on Josh Allen we'd, we'd literally have to send someone like Fournette or Jones over for somebody somebody yeah, you're right because otherwise no one um, would give us one who, who is the backup to the, in the Chargers I, I have no idea because Rivers seems to play every game Oh, I know his name, but it's not coming to me. It's not off the top of my head. It's almost um, like you wanted to just stash that guy last pick <laughs> just for the sake of it. <laughs> uh, play him instead of Josh Allen. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's not pretty in terms of a depth, but at the same time, it's it's a different challenge because obviously our, what people would call a home league is what, eight teams? Yep. Um, so obviously that you're looking at the complete opposite end of that spectrum if there's so much depth there. Mm. Um, and then I'm in a couple of other leagues. I'm in a 10-team and a 12-team league um, outside of that. And so it, it's a very different challenge. And it'll be interesting to see how the season pans out for it, really. Yeah, I am looking forward to it. Um, and that's where we want to get everyone involved as well. So yeah. um, basically, each week we're going to come out with, like, we will have di- dilemmas, even though it's we almost have quite an obvious starting team it's basically it's one rb one flex yeah um, so there will be decisions to make f- with our flex and wide receivers because i think they will actually all potentially have a part to play um and then that's where we want to get involved on twitter about who to start who to bench mm. um and then because we want it to be like a, a group team almost we don't want it just to be ours um yeah and also i might have to shout out some of them for my own team in our home league as well because uh i because because it, it is not quite as deep you have such good players it's man the amount of points on our benches each week and that's it's what makes our, ours annoying because you're <laughs> yeah. like well I can't play everyone and you have to make a decision and then you look at your bench and they got 35 points and your main team got I don't know, 65 or something you're just like oh I've made some bad decisions <laughs> um, so we'll be using Twitter for that each week as well um, and we'll be calling out maybe who, who we should pick up from the waivers and things like that yeah definitely um, I mean it will be literally like Corey Grant <laughs> but you know there's there's value somewhere. <laughs> well, from my last pick last night, we uh, just before we went to bed, I texted Ben. We had a list of like five players. And we thought, okay, if any of these come around, we'll consider them. Like they'll be good. And basically, when all of them six picks just disappeared. <laughs> uh, I, and I think we're coming back around soon. I have no idea what we're going to do. Um, the first player I want to talk about today on the fancy basis is a player which he is in our chosen twenty-two. I love the guy. He's, he's brilliant. Mm. He's so this is talking about our home league now. Okay. When we go... Our eight-team league, yeah. Yeah, when we go into the, the third round, okay, so... Yeah, eight, 16, so 17 to 24. Yeah, and I'm seeing Larry Fitzgerald sat on the list, okay. Mm-hmm. I have a dilemma because in some of my mock drafts, I'm picking him. I'm like, great, pick him, half-point PPR, feeling good about it. Solid, safe. But then when I look at it at the end, yeah, I look at the end and, I, and I, I just don't like my team because I picked him. I, I, didn't, I didn't move... To someone who's maybe a little bit more risky, Larry Fitzgerald, he, he scares went for the me. High floor. Yeah, but he scares me with the new, the new team almost. Like they, they feel very different this year, and he is very old. So like new head coach, new quarterback. Yeah, there, and there's yeah. a point in everyone's career where it's like, no, you, he was going to retire last year, and then I think he came out and again at the beginning of last year and said, no, he, I'm gonna he, do he one was so more. close to like becoming like the third or the second, like, and he's going to do one yards. more year. And I'm kind of like, okay, I'm concerned by his age. I'm concerned by the team changes. But he's been fantastic. Like we did it when he went to chosen twenty-two. Some of his stats are outrageous. Um, 
it just feels too safe for me. What's your sort of approach when you see a player like that and you're like, so Demarius Thomas is another one. Right. Like, he was great four or five years ago, like literally legitimately great. But since then, he's just been sort of very average. But fancy is effective. At the end of the season, you look at him. Yeah, he's a top 16, top 18 wide receiver. Great. Right, so you high floor, low ceiling. Yeah, so when you come up to players like that, what's your, what, are you stacking them? Are you avoiding them? Are you going for someone like Amari Cooper? So players around that range are, yeah, your Amari Coopers, your Jamaris Thomas's players like that. What, what's your approach? I think it entirely depends on the way my team looks. Mm. Um, and but, so, yeah. so, so if I'm, let's say we're in this eight-team league, I'm picking three. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be taking one of Bell, Gurley or Zeke, yeah. whichever one is there. Um, and then next round, let's say next round, there's a big wide receiver run and we lose players like Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas. Yeah. Um, and actually the best value I'm looking at is someone like um, a Dalvin Cook or a McCaffrey, so I pick another running back. Yeah. Um, if I then come back round into round three, I'm probably going to look at someone like Larry Fitzgerald who is safe. Yeah. So if he's going to be my, if I'm looking for my first wide receiver, my wide receiver one, I don't want someone like Tyreek Hill. No, I don't want someone who's going to be volatile. Adam Phelan, he's ranked just above him. I mean, I, I have opinions about Adam Phelan that could be safe for later on. But, <laughs> but, but you look, at, so, <laughs> you, you look at you look at someone like a Tyreek Hill or a Marvin Jones, for example. Yeah, who's you, ranked well under him, Marvin Jones. Yeah, their, their upside is undeniable. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, but you know that you're bound for some volatility in their week to week stuff. I mean, you can look at Tyreek Hill last year and his split was insane. Every pretty much every away game he played he scored twenty points. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason he played at home they scored he scored four or five. Yeah. It, it was it was an incredibly like incredibly consistent but very frustrating split. Obviously league format does dictate bits and pieces of it. Mm. Um and so like you could if you look at if we compare uh, Fitzgerald and Jones, I looked at this earlier, Fitzgerald and Marvin Jones. Yeah. In a standard league, Marvin Jones finished fifth overall at wide receiver uh, Fitzgerald, I think, finished at ninth. This is good. Um, I like this, Ben. Carry on. You, you split that then to half point, only mm-hmm. half point PPR, so not full PPR, half point PPR. Fitzgerald moved up to fifth. Marvin Jones dropped up to, I think, 12th or 13th. It just terrifies me because I don't research like you do. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and it's, a, it's a massive drop off and a massive split. And so, again, that, that format, can, you, does you think about format, thing. you think about league rules, you think about the way that your draft yeah. has gone. Um, and so, I think. I, I have. Oh, that's interesting. That's good. That was yeah. perfect. I think I'm going to need to adjust as the season goes because I haven't ever played half point four, and I am very much in the in the mindset of standard still, where someone like yeah. Jones would show more for me. But that is interesting. That's a great. That was good numbers there, like that. Good numbers. And so, if, if we wanted to look at um, some players that are probably being drafted later than Fitzgerald, yeah. wide receiver that could finish above him, because yeah. this is what we're talking about. Yeah, is you, you want to you want to chase upside. Mm-hmm. And so if you're looking at high upside picks, um, I've got uh, average draft position from Fantasy Pros in front of me. Fitzgerald at the minute is going 43rd overall, which is the 18th wide receiver off the board. Um, I look at players down the list. I look at um, someone we've talked about a lot already, Marvin Jones. Yeah, um, He's going currently a wide receiver 24. So it's five wide receivers. It's, it's, it's also 12 picks later, so it's almost a full round later you can get Marvin Jones, whose upside is, as we saw last year, top five. But yeah, but you could say that he had his, maybe, not career year, but he had a year which, he's, that's his height. I'd say I'd say he can't push much beyond that. Well, his, yeah, his absolute ceiling but is pretty much But then in PPR, he was below Larry, so... But, but you look at wide receiver five on the draft board right now is Michael Thomas. You, you're drafting Marvin Jones at wide receiver 24, and he could finish a wide receiver five. 
Um, like his upside is great. Somebody like this this year in particular, Chris Hogan, mm. could finish top ten. Um, and so, and if you want to throw out a couple of wild cards, and it's a little bit dependent on how Fitzgerald does, yes, but you can look at um, players like Alan Robinson has massive upside for the Bears as their number one guy. Yeah. Um, Josh Gordon for the Browns. If you go slightly further down, um, one of my favorite picks that I've only managed to get in one league so far, but Marquis Goodwin for the 49ers. Um, he's yeah. I've reversed the, on him for a bit. I don't know why. I've reversed on him a little bit. What, down or up? Down. Just because sometimes these are too good to be true. <laughs> and I watched him, and, he, and it, I watched uh, the game the other day, and his physicality was... I don't know. He's not a wide receiver one, typically, even though he's forcing himself into that position in San Francisco and Jimmy loves him. He's, he's extremely fast, catches it. It's not all about physicality for him. It's not a sort of game. I get that. He has, he has adapted his game because that's, that's been the knock on him previously. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily have the, the physical, the traditional build of your wide receiver yeah. one. Yeah, and I, I don't watch an NFL game and, and have opinions like people who've played the sport and that's where I'm like very open to say, I could watch a game and not have as much knowledge as other people because they have more yeah. uh, in-depth knowledge about the game. But I could watch him and I thought, man, he doesn't look like a Julio Jones or a Brown who's going to dictate what uh, the play is going to happen. It's, it felt like he only is going to show on good plays. And if you look at some of his, on like a great pass or something like that, is what I'm saying. Uh, and if you look at his um, targets last year to catches and things like that, it's just not amazing. I don't know. Well, the, the, th- the thing with Goodwin is you've got to consider that for... Yeah, for last eleven possibly. games. Of yeah, no, I get he, all that. Like I just think this is too CJ Beffard throwing them the ball. Totally get that. But still, when you had two touchdowns at the end of the season, anyway, he, he's never know. been a touchdown guy. That is, but then yeah, that, you're right. But then, the biggest knock. But, but then, if he's a bit of like a Tyreek Hill type player without getting touchdowns, like Tyreek Hill wouldn't be good if he didn't get the touchdowns he gets. Like he would no. fundamentally be flawed. And I feel like Goodwin. I reckon I would almost write this on the chalkboard that Goodwin <laughs> will not. Will not please you, and I, there's no, there's no. Well, that I don't know what that gradient would be. Yeah, that's it. Of all time. But I don't know what that gradient would be. We'd need to work it out. But I, I yeah. feel like he's going to fall under it, and I don't know why. All, all, all you want when you're drafting players is you want them fundamentally. Obviously, you want them to be incredible. You want them to return value at where they're being mm-hmm. drafted. If you look right now, Marquis Goodwin being drafted, what? I think he's seventieth overall. Yeah. Um, wide receiver twenty nine. <sighs> I, I have he's, no he's, doubts he's going to be. He's never. He's going to outperform wide receiver twenty nine. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, you, you, I, I'd you be think tempted. There are going to be twenty nine wide receivers performing better than Marquis Goodwin this year. <sighs> Where did he finish last year? Find that. Research that. Research well, that. So Goodwin finished last year as wide receiver thirty one. That's with more than half the season with CJ Beffard and I think it was Drew Stanton or whoever it was throwing them throwing the ball. That's with one, two. Three, four, five games. Yeah. No, six games with two or less catches. Yeah. He, so, and he only scored two touchdowns, but he finished wide receiver 31 that year, more than half of which with below average quarterback play. Yeah. He's coming with Jimmy Garoppolo now under center. Yeah. He's coming into a Kyle Shanahan led offense in the second year of it, which is very important. Yeah. Um, for offensive efficiency. Um, and he's coming in as the wide receiver one, um, like fully established. I, I struggle to believe that he doesn't improve from that. Okay, so I, 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 let's, I, let's, let's put this on the list then. Great. I'd say that he doesn't get in the top 20 wide receivers half point PPR. That's up to you to take. You reckon he's... I, I have no doubt that he will. Okay, so top 20, I'm yeah, saying. definitely. 
I'm all in on that. I'm all in on that. And, and this is a person, by the way, who I who I actually you like. Love Mark. He's a good one. But I've fallen. I fall. I do. But I'm like something ringing alarms. Which I've, there's players like this every year where it's like he's gonna be awesome. He's gonna be awesome. Getting to season, it's like oh, and he's kind of just still that player. He's always been. Yeah. I, I don't see that happening this year. I, I completely understand what you mean. I. I struggle to envision a scenario this year with everything that's changed for Marcus Gooden and mm. his situation and his quarterback play where he doesn't emerge as, at the very least, um, uh, a top 24, top 21 right. receiver. So just a little bit of detail on these before we go into a speed round later on. Um, but so I've got two players for us, Fournette or Gordon, basically. Very similar stage of the draft you're going to come yeah. up to this basically as long as you're not playing keeper league you can come up against okay do i take Fournette or do i take gordon or hunt but we're not adding hunt into it. i think hunt's just behind these just behind them for me personally anyway <laughs> right yeah, yeah um i think when it comes down to it i'd be comfortable with either one as my rb1 i don't i don't think i'd have any like strong arguments for or against no um i think that with Fournette, you look at number one his opportunity is incredible it like similar to Gordon and he's, he's he's got that lockdown yeah even more so than Gordon I think Eckler comes in more often than TJ Yeldon will well I think that TJ Yeldon actually takes a step back this year they've been talking they've been talking a lot about Corey Grant mm. um, he's a guy that they want to get involved anyway whatever they, they, they've got Fournette and Gordon like their opportunity is locked in um, Fournette's defence is better mm-hmm. and so you'd expect game script to be better than the Chargers yeah I agree I I anticipate some regression for that Jaguars defense. I anticipate. I totally agree. Take take a, a. It's not going to be a drastic drop, I don't think, unless someone gets injured. But they can take a slight step back. Doesn't there isn't really any way you can expect them reasonably to repeat the performances they had. Mm-hmm. And so there will be instances where Jaguars need to throw a bit more. Yeah. Um. But I think that you can negate that that slight drop off on a defense in game script by the fact that they want to include him more on third downs. Yeah. They want to include him more out of the backfield. Which is which is a good thing. Um, I think that the Jaguars also added Andrew Norwell um, from the Pan- Panthers. Yep, um, he's amazing, one, an incredible guard. Yeah, so and, and so you can basically run behind his blocks, and you'll be set. Fournette, I, I would have, like obviously locked in top ten without question. Um, similar story for Gordon, really. And as much as the O line is good, the defense looks to take a step up this year. Um, he's more active out of the backfield, so a, you upgrade him a bit in a half PPR PPR. Um, yeah. I think his his averages, you look at both, interestingly, both of their yards per carry last year weren't great. I think they both fell under four yards they per did, carry. Yeah. Um, and so I think they're very similar. Um, Fournette's was actually lower than Gordon's and everyone was having a go at Gordon for how yeah. low his was. Yeah, they, they both have a, a level of injury concern. Mm-hmm. Gordon, yeah, Gordon's knees haven't been great. Fournette's foot kept him out for a bit last year. Um, and if you actually look, he missed three games last year, so he only played six, uh, 13 games last year, whereas Gordon played yeah, 16 yeah. in the regular season. Um, and is, that's, if, is that the first time that Gordon's done that, though? Yes. So, and you could say you're out, so Fournette misses three games. If he plays 16 games, his this is I think this will surprise you, he would have had, on average, the same amount of receptions as Gordon. Oh wow! Yeah. So if you give him them three games, so Fournette finished on thirty six receptions, and Gordon um, and Gordon finished on fifty eight. So and if you play the three more games, they are extreme Almost close. He's not, yeah. you know, he's he's below, but by four or five, it's not. Yeah, it's nothing yeah. to be worried about. That surprised mm. me when I saw that. I'll give you okay. This stays between me and you and any of our friends that are playing this because you're behind <laughs> me drop and you don't say a thing. Okay. <laughs> I was picking Gordon at at three all all preseason in my head. Yeah. Gordon, Gordon, Gordon. I like him. I like the fact he's getting the ball. 
So, so, so by that you mean that so we were in a keeper league and a home yep. league. Um, first round is gone. Yep. Um, you've got Dalvin Cook as your keeper. Yeah, because I forgot it was a keeper league. So I, didn't, <laughs> I had a nice average squad. I didn't go for like a, a king keeper. Yeah, yeah. So I picked him off off waivers. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Devontae Freeman's concussion issues yeah, for yeah. running back. So you've got Dalvin Cook as your keeper. And then from where you pick in that draft, you come round, obviously in round two, which in terms of active picks is round one, kind yeah, of. Um, and you pick third in that. Yeah, and I was going... I, I'm ignoring everyone. I'm not bothered about wide receivers and I don't want Saquon Barkley, even if he falls to me, just Mm. because it's too unproven. I need consistency. And I was going Gordon and I was happy for literally six months thinking I'll go with Gordon just in the back of my head. And then recently I've just been watching, I watched a little bit of tape of Fournette and I was like, this guy is fun to have in the team. And he, he's a type of player when you plan to play against a team, I'd always hate to play against Fournette Mm. because I was like, he could literally get three touchdowns and and it would be week over. Gordon doesn't necessarily have that risk to me as much, quite as much. He doesn't, when he goes off, he doesn't, like, Fournette last year, wasn't it like a 92-yard touchdown? That that was, uh, somehow I still won that week, because, <laughs> and I don't really know how it happened, but Fournette was on 15 points, I think he'd scored, he scored a touchdown, had just over 100 yards, and then, like, literally the last play of the game, <laughs> Jaguars line up to, they're winning against the Steelers, and so they line up, um, and they line up one run one run just to go around the clock and he burst it for a 90 yard touchdown literally doubled his score <laughs> from 15 to 30 and I still won that week but it just made me angry for some reason though he has he, he, he again in, I don't know there's something about him which I feel like he offers that more than Gordon I feel like the Chargers the, may the be breakout more stuff here yes and, and that's why we picked him in our 20 team league over Gordon yes it's true yeah. Um, so yeah for me recently that's been my big change and I feel like even if he has a similar season for receptions and, and so he had 200, uh, 268 um, attempts to Gordon's 284. If he plays three more games, he's, he's, he gets 300. Plus, yeah. yeah. And Gordon has less. I'm high on Fournette to the point where I feel like I pick him and he's my keeper for next year. If anyone from this league, my colleagues, I do not want them to pick him one or two. No. I'll be gutted. Now, if <laughs> I've changed that much, if I get Gordon, I'll be gutted. I'll be absolutely <laughs> devastated. Isn't it quick how it changes though? As oh. soon as you change your mind, the thought of having Gordon is like, oh, I'll be the worst thing ever. Well, b- but then let's, let's say that the unthinkable happens and <laughs> <laughs> my wife does no Fournette goes <laughs> and let's say Fournette goes are you still taking Gordon there or yeah you... I have to because he was yeah. so, it was such a they are very similar but Fournette yeah, just yeah. has a little bit more for me which made me change my mind slightly higher up so yeah. yeah okay so we're going for Fournette there really out of them too I think yeah and I, I really like the reception thing was so really surprising to me. It was like when I was researching, I'm like, wow, this is a lot of fantasy talk. Hi, mate. I'm all in. It is a bit <laughs> uh, So the next one, we're talking about the Jags already. Uh, yeah. It was going to be Cole or Westbrook. And we already have argued uh, <laughs> slash text far too much about this. Um, so I thought I would need Sorry, to Miles. add it into the show. So now with Marquis Lee gone, like you said, um, who's going to be better this season? I go Westbrook. You go Cole. I do. We'll keep it short. Yeah. Give me in... in in 15 words. 15 words. 10 oh words. 10 words. Tell me why wow. Cole was your man. <laughs> this is in-depth fantasy, fantasy analysis. Last year, finished stronger. <laughs> this year, top of depth chart. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> was that 10 exactly? It was 10, yeah. Last need... year, finished stronger. This year, top of depth. I'm incredible. Oh that was gosh. good. I definitely need to be like... <laughs> I, don't, I might not do it myself. <laughs> I'll give you a little bit more leeway. <laughs> um, okay. No, I accept that. And we would, as we were talking, I'll give you a few more words. As we were talking on the text messages, and I actually thought, 
what you're talking about, Ben, Westbrook. A lot of people, like, a lot of the pundits talk about Westbrook and they like him, blah, blah, blah. I went on to his stats and looked at Coles. Man, alive. The last six was weeks, seven weeks, outrageous. He was legit top five. 189 yards one game and a touchdown. Like, he yeah. was unbelievable. Across um, those six, seven weeks, he was top five. Yeah, and that does, that gets me going a lot, actually. And I, I, I did say, actually, no, we'll pick him over Cole because, uh, over Westbrook because we were wondering who to pick in our league. Uh, in the end, both of them went anyway. Um, Sadness. But great stats, unbelievable end to season. It's all about whether he can carry it on. Lee's gone now. Phew, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. With Westbrook, I think for me, it was hot coming out of the draft last year. Got injured. And I feel like maybe that resulted in Cole maybe getting more touches towards end. It's going to be interesting. I think they could actually, by the end of the season, have a really good wide receiver core with these two as as the in the core of it, if that makes sense. Um, Moncrief, I... I agree with you I think he's turned into a bit of a Macklin player you, he sounds great in your head and then when you actually see it in practice it's not quite as good as you imagined there's there's never a scenario where if I end, if I, like, if I end up with Dante Moncrief on my team I would be very upset if there's a week that I have to start him yeah yeah I think so we're going to put this down on our list because I'm going to go Westbrook even though now you showed me the stats <laughs> I, Cole could do well but I'm still going to stick on Westbrook just because it's a gut feeling just for competition yes speed round okay speed so I'm going to give Ben two names and he literally just says the person he'd rather have, okay? So, for example, yeah, it's pretty basic. In, after mine, Ben will give me one. I'll say mine, okay? So this is going to be quick. Adams or AJ Green? Adams. <laughs> Landry or Diggs? Diggs. Wentz or Stafford? Oh, I know, that's horrid. I hate it. I'm going to go quote-unquote safe and go Stafford. Jimmy Graham or Evan Ingram? I hate both of them. Um, and Do you hate Evan Ingram? I thought you liked him. Is it because what happened when I was in America and he dropped the catch? <laughs> <laughs> no, Ingram, like, he was great last year, but he was, he was great last year because literally everything that could go right went right. I agree. Beckham got hurt, Brandon Marshall got hurt. It was him and Sterling Shepard, the only people actually catching passes on that team. So he ended up with like 100-plus targets. There is 0% chance that happens again. 0% chance. He would have to be ridiculously efficient to finish close to where he finished last year, and I don't believe he's going to do it. Okay. Jimmy Graham or Evan Ingram? <sighs> Jimmy Graham, because Jimmy Graham... Whilst Jimmy Graham is currently the corpse of Jimmy Graham, he's still catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. Crowell or Burkhead? Burkhead. Oh, I hate Burkhead. Why? I hate, I, I hate I, Crowell. There's not one part of me that would ever draft Rex Burkhead. I, I know he could be there in the last round. I'd leave him. I don't know why. I just don't like him. Is his name? <laughs> I have no <laughs> what idea. A sexy it's so it's so unreasonable. I'd I'd rather have Jeremy Hill over Burkhead. That I just don't know what it is. That is. Uh, Has he been that great? Has he ever been that good? He no. His his, his opportunity is good if he stays healthy. Yeah, but I don't care. He, he's he's gonna be good. Crowell, I'm telling you. No. Crowell will finish higher than uh, than Burkhead. In, in Absolutely season. not. That's wrong. Would it, do you want to do it? Isaiah Correll will finish as the number two running back on the Jets. Behind Powell? 100%. No joke. 100%. No, you're crazy. No. You're crazy. I can personally guarantee Okay, just fact. in this show alone, we have Goodwin not being in the top 20. Yeah? Yeah. We have Correll versus Burkhead, just half point PPR, who, who comes top wins. Burkhead. And then we're going... Correll against Powell as well. Then we're going, no, and then we're going Cole versus Westbrook. Yeah. Great. Okay, I need to write it down because I'm going to make a website for this. A website? <laughs> just, a, just one page website. In this Yes. Okay. Okay, it's my go. Um, Stefan Diggs or Tyreek Hill? Diggs. 
safer. He was scary. Jordan Howard or Joe Mixon? Howard. Michael Thomas or Julio Jones? Jones. Tariq Cohen or Duke Johnson? Duke Johnson. The Browns, like I said, Browns, lots to share. Don't trust their coaching staff, but Tariq Cohen doesn't get involved enough either. Duke Johnson. Last one. Jack Doyle or David Njoku? David Njoku. I don't like Jack Doyle. This year. Yeah. I think he's got potential, but he didn't ever hit it last year, so I'm out. True. True, true, true. Nice. Speed round. Done. Easy. I, I'm, I'm big on Diggs. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he's the reason that I don't like Adam Thielen this year. Yeah. And Cousins looks like he's got a nice little rapport with him. Like I said before the show, you can subscribe and download our podcast from basically every podcast provider. Um, so Everywhere. yeah, go and give us a little rating there because that would mean a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing. Follow us on Twitter. What was that again? At Englishman's NFL. Easy. Um, and enjoy your last Sunday with your family until February. Because, yep. Once the season starts, 6 p.m. Every Sunday, Sunday night. My wife has to put up with loads of people going around to watch Red Zone. She loves me. It's fun. <laughs> loads of people. Ben. No, there's a few more. Okay. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week. Absolutely.